0: Welcome to A Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fangs. We're back, man. Episode 266. Yes, sir. All right, let's get right into it. Super Mario Brothers. Larger than life film. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I just come off the top. Loved it. I felt it was true to the video game. Was it super? It was super. <laughs> it was super mushroom. Great fucking movie, man. Great movie. I think that the, the, the best thing they did in that movie was capture... Um, freaking, um, Bowser, Mm -hmm. like Bowser, we always thought Bowser was just like a, like Mm -hmm. a crazy motherfucker that shot out fire out his mouth. Yeah. He's a tyrant. Yeah. just a crazy dude. But in actuality, he was kind of like scorned a little bit. Yeah. Cause he loved peaches. Yeah. Print the princess. Yeah. And he had like a weird, he had like an unrealistic view of what their relationship was and she didn't even like him at all. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I thought it was fucking a, Jack Black did a hilarious job or Jack amazing Black. job. Um and it reminded me if anybody has seen the movie called uh Tenacious D, um Iron mm-hmm. Pick of Destiny, fucking mm-hmm. hilarious movie. Mm-hmm. And I got those vibes when he started singing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Peaches peaches peaches, 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 That shit was hilarious. Yeah, he definitely uh made the movie. I know. I remember wa- watching um I think it's called Soul. The um it's a Disney movie with Jamie yes, Fox. I've seen it, great movie. Yeah. And I remember watching it, I was like, yo, like it's it, it goes understated yes. how um powerful an animated performance could be. Yes, you know, and it's a collaborative effort, right? It's right. it's on the voice actor for Jack Black or Jamie Fox to pull off the performance, mm-hmm. and then it's also on the animators to kind of you know Match create that those, energy. Yeah, yeah, and a- animators they they you know they don't get talked about enough in terms of like how they yeah. bring these uh, stories to life. But um yeah, Jack Black is. I think he was like the highlight of the movie for yes, me. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I personally thought the movie was okay. I thought it was a good movie. I didn't think it was an amazing movie. Um, I think one of the things that um, that turned me off a little bit was like the um, all the excuse me all the references. Um, it was like it was like every like. Which is cool, like you know, for the nostalgic purposes of like, mm-hmm. you know, we grew up playing the game and the music <laughs> was in there. Depending on like where they walked into, yep. do, 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 do. yeah. But okay. um, I think you know, in some instances, it was just like it was like od. Like they had to fit every aspect of the game into into the movie. So, um, but overall, it was a, it was a good movie though.
0: Yeah, I loved it though. I love how they fit it in there, and it wasn't a very long movie. Mm-hmm. Wasn't very long, mm-hmm. so I, I do like all the nuances that they fit in there. Um, that missile that they shot off, and he, he like pissed it off by punching it in the eye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a dope ass. Yeah, that was dope. He had that freaking cat suit on, like
1: yeah, the,
0: basically hitting that mystery box and you mm-hmm. know eating the wrong mushroom and shit. It made mm-hmm. him all little. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong was dope too
1: yeah donkey kong that was, was cool that was kind yeah. of unexpected <clears throat> yeah you know i didn't i didn't think that donkey kong was going was going to pop out but that was dope yeah
0: one of my favorite scenes in there and look i'm hope i'm not ruining a fucking movie but if i am just go watch the movie Bro, go watch movies go like, watch you movies know, if it's you, cool if
1: you, yeah if you haven't seen it skip forward i hate obviously you want to do like the spoiler alert segment but mm-hmm. um also like if a movie been out for a week or so like where you been at Yeah, yeah, you
0: you still got time. We're not going to completely fuck the movie up for you. But yeah, uh, probably one of my favorite scenes is towards the beginning of the film with the dog. Mm -hmm. I guess like he broke the dog's toy or his bone, Mm -hmm. and the dog was so pissed off, and he gave him those shifty eyes. Mm -hmm. That shit
1: was hilarious. I actually got to the movie late, so I didn't didn't care. I got to the movie when he was still at home with his family, but they was was just getting ready to go... uh, Do the whole plumbing thing because the news came on and they said, like, New York was flooding or something like that. Oh, okay, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah, Mm
0: that's pretty dope, man. Mm -hmm. I definitely could see a sequel coming out of this one for sure. And I think that the next one should be, like, I think they should have an origin story to Bowser.
1: Mm -hmm. They need to
0: have his origin story of, like, what happened, like, Mm -hmm. to Bowser to make him who he is, Mm -hmm. you know, like, from his infancy, like, when he was a little kid and Mm -hmm. whatnot. I think that would be a dope movie. And then it would be like Bowser in high school and shit, <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then like Bowser gets up. I think that would be so dope mm-hmm. because th- there's there's there literally is an opportunity to do it. I mean, they've done all these Marvel spinoff movies, and I haven't even watched all of them. I haven't seen the Ant Man's and all that. I just I became pretty disinterested after a while. Yeah, but Mario, bro, like this is definitely definitely was cool. It was there's a lot of people, a lot of like there's kid. It's supposed to be a kid movie technically. But God damn it, we grew up on that shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, what I realized I was talking to one of my friends, and I was like, "Yo, you taking your kids to see Mario? Because I heard it was pretty good." And he was like, "Man, my kids ain't interested in that. Like, they don't even know what Mario is." Wow. Well, yeah, so, it is a yeah. movie. Obviously, it's a kid movie, but I think it's for. It's more so like, "Hey son, this is what I grew up playing. Mm-hmm. Like, Come watch this, and then they, you know, fall in love with it and go do their research and play the games mm-hmm. and stuff." But yeah. It was a the, one of the funnier scenes too was like when he was uh, doing the the little obstacle course with peaches. Oh, that was fucking hilarious! And it was like the next day, like it just <laughs> yeah, like he just kept was, trying and falling yeah. and getting beat up and stuff. But yeah, and he got yeah. he got real close
0: at the end, and mm-hmm. was like he got ate by that fucking flower, I think. Yeah, you know
1: yeah, yeah. That was so, really good. It was it was dope too. Like um, for them to be able to really create. Uh, a lot of the story and the backstory from nothing, right. you know, like that's dope to have that creative yeah. freedom. Like, you know, what is Bowser's personality like? Because mm-hmm. all we know of him is just being like the boss at the end of the at the end of the level, right? But what is he? You know, what is he like? Like, why is he actually trying to steal Peaches? You know, and we find out because he' in love with mm-hmm. he's in love with her, you know. And then Jack Black, like you said, he brought like a a whole new interpretation to the character. You know, writing, he's like writing songs about beaches. You know? Yeah. And I like how they,
0: they, they embedded multiple like layers of Mario, like multiple generations of Mario, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, uh, freaking, I guess there was a, a, a egg at the end, like mm-hmm. Yoshi is supposed to probably mm-hmm. be. So that was one thing. Mm-hmm. And then another one, I watched it in 3d and then they had like the post, like, uh, credits, mm-hmm. uh, the post credit scene mm-hmm. with Bowser singing again. Mm-hmm. Did you make it to that? Mm. Uh yeah, see that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. But there's there's definitely has to be a sequel. But I yeah. like how they just mixed everything in yeah. and they had multiple like mo- multiple it's almost like what he, like almost multiple cameos. Yeah. of you know Mario and and then like the little f- fake Yoshis that was made out of bones. I forgot what you called those things. You know what I'm talking
1: about? Oh, like the uh mm-hmm. the skeleton was, like, dead Yoshis type. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see Yoshi in the new one in the way yoshi used to always eat those fucking eat the uh, he'd be like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
0: that's dope man but you it's crazy his tongue out yeah <laughs> <laughs> there yeah, man yeah i highly it's, i highly suggest you watch that film yeah but i feel bad though man I, I went to the uh i went to the movies with this young lady and um I had yeah, I knew some, it was
1: something because you hit me afterwards. Like, yo, you got to watch the movie. I'm like, nigga, who you go to the movie with? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah. get the invitation.
0: No, nah, there was uh, I, I got there. They got these dry ass. Well, the ticket strips was not terrible, but they were your great. Studio movie girl. Nah, Maya. Oh. oh, you went to Maya. Oh. Maya, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, fucking, I had some ranch, mm-hmm. and I dropped that shit on the ground, and it busted open, and it went all over her,
1: bro. Like it went all over her legs. Yeah, Dang, That's there. the wrong kind of bus you want all over something.
0: Yeah, I was hoping for a different bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was cool about it though. That was before the movie. I was like, damn, this is that's fucked up.
1: Yeah. No, it was good. You know, none of that. I think for me, you know, um, there's like a how would you put it? There's like a, a very like it was I think I think it was good, but it was also very safe. Like if it Mm. it was like a safe way to go about, you know, making the, 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 it follows the structure, the, the, you know, the proper structure to Mm -hmm. tell a story, Mm -hmm. you know, the damsel in distress and all, and all this other stuff. Um, Yeah, but
0: she wasn't just a damsel in
1: distress. She was like, she was like part of the squad. Yeah. She's proactive. But I'm just saying like in terms of like a, a, Generic story. Pete just had a Uh, feminist vibe to her on that. (laughs) Yeah, I think Chris Pratt did a good job too. Yeah, he did just playing his character because you know the typical, you know Mario Kart. Like we think of that kind of that that Italian accent type type situation. But yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, that was
0: that was pretty good. I'm glad they kind of got away from that stereotypical because that was low key kind of
1: racist Mario. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, gets gets kind of old. Yeah, yeah. But new yeah. Italians are different. Yeah, if
0: it's a real Italian voice, it would have been different. It would have sounded more like the Sopranos. <laughs> it's like, hey, where the fuck is my sausage?
1: <laughs> hey, where's my Uncle Tony? Who the fuck is going on over here? Why are you bringing niggas into my house? There's too many blacks in here. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Now, them Italians used to throw around that nigga all the time. He's like, Who, who's your nigga friend over here? <laughs> like, hey, this is Tyrone. What are you talking about?
0: He's a good guy. What do you mean? He's a good nigger. He's a good guy. Yeah, come on, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Go and get the cannolis in here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whenever I, for some reason, um, because the comedian Diaz... I can't remember his first fucking name. Joey Diaz. Mm-hmm. Joey Diaz is not Italian. He's mm-hmm. actually, I think he's a Colombian or something. He's Latino, mm-hmm. but he played in uh, Sopranos, mm. and he played that role so well. Mm. And yeah. he, especially, I think he's, I think he's from Brooklyn. I can't remember where he's from. Yeah, but they, it's just the culture out there. Yeah, so you fit into that yeah. like Italian role really well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, th- those are they. They do those like the casting of some of those shows is like on point. Mm -hmm. And you got you kind of got to be from New York. You know, you rarely see like, um, though, like really New York heavy movies with people that ain't from true that ain't from New York because it's just a certain a certain vibe that yeah. I mean, you could do it. You could pull it off. You know, like if you're a really seasoned actor, just like living there and really getting the cadence of how people talk and stuff. But, you know, it's just so much easier to have that authentic New York vibe. Yeah,
0: that intro. That was probably one of the coldest intros to any show.
1: Mm-hmm. Woke
0: up this morning, mm-hmm. got yourself a gun.
1: It's an episode. Uh, <laughs> it's an episode on there where um, one of the daughters brings home like a black guy. I think was, I seen that. Yeah, he's livid. The dad was livid. Yeah.
0: Like, so when the fuck you gonna tell me you had a nigga nigga boyfriend? Eh? <laughs> what the fuck is this guy?
1: <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: So where'd you find this fucking guy? KFC?
1: Where'd you get him? <laughs> <laughs> Get him out of
0: here. <laughs> and it's always like a the mob boss always got like a, you know, like a hitman slash like friend. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, Tony, get him the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah. Tony be taking care of everything. He's like, hey,
0: yo, man, we got to go. We got to go right now. Yeah. Like, but I, I, this is my that girlfriend.
1: Big dude with a deep voice. He's like, hey, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want any issues. Just Just go on your merry way. Go ahead and empty your meatballs somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you disrespecting our spaghetti, putting chicken, fried chicken in the spaghetti. I don't like it. That sounds kind of, out of here. that sounds kind of good actually. <laughs> 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 You're putting a fried chicken. They you have like those Parm. It's like low key like those Parmesan chicken. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Chicken they
0: farm. They do it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you want to put fucking fried chicken in my spaghetti? Get out of my house.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right, switching gears. Thirty-two um, year old woman, Lee's boy. Before you go there, what did you think about the uh, the tank fight? Tank and uh, oh, Ryan Garcia.
0: What did I think about it? Not much. Mm-hmm. They and they did a horrible fucking job selling the fight. Mm-hmm. They just sound like two dumbass kids. <laughs> <laughs> like it'll be some shit. Like Tank would be like Tank sounds like something's wrong with his brain. Like he's got a cognitive decline. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, you know, like you, 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 stupid, you stupid. And then Ryan will be like, I know what you are, but what am I? <laughs> and it'd be, and I'm like, dude, this, this got to be the most dumb fucking shit. I've never seen this worst shit talking ever in boxing history.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it was with uh with Roly uh, Romero. Oh, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, like the same sort of like childish stuff. Yeah. But what about your mom? And it's just like, come on, dog. I <laughs> got pieced up, too. Even after the fight, he was still talking. Like everybody knows that I gave Tank the best fight of his career. We're gonna run it back. I'm gonna train and we're gonna run it back. And it's like, dog, just sit down. Just somewhere. shut
0: the fuck up,
1: man. I think I think it's a uh, like an understated talent, like what Floyd Mayweather was able to Connor. do in some of his press. Yeah, and especially him and Connor going back and forth. Um, yeah, it, it takes a lot to really be like charismatic, especially when you. When you know it's like high tense situations, some Connor, people are just good at fighting, and that's it.
0: Yeah, Conor probably might be better than Floyd in that way, because <clears throat> mm-hmm. Floyd's came more or less from confidence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Floyd be like, you know, you know, you know, like you, you, you gonna have to beat me in all rounds, and you ain't gonna beat me in every round. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna beat you by the fifth round, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. knock, If I I might knock you out, I might.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know.
0: Mm-hmm. And then Connors would be like,
1: "Who the fuck is this guy?" Conor is an accent though. Yeah, like he got a cheat code. Yeah, when you speak with that Irish accent and just everything just sounds like so much better. Yeah,
0: who the fuck is this guy?
1: <laughs>
0: who the fuck do you think he is coming over here talking to me like that? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you think you are.
1: <laughs>
0: you lost four ti You lost four fights. <laughs> yeah, I beat you and I got a bowl of Lucky Charms to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get your cereal eating ass the fuck out of here, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that nigga looked like the he reminded me of the, the commercials from back in the day.
1: Which one? Me 4
0: Leaf Clover. <laughs> the
1: tradition the traditional Irish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pot of
0: gold looking ass. <laughs>
1: that nigga Connor fell off. After that Floyd fight, his his career wasn't the same.
0: Yeah, that Floyd fight was a money grab. That wasn't real at all. Like it was it, it was real, but it wasn't real. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't even remotely have the boxing skill, but what it was. Floyd, Floyd and Conor was already homies, bro. Everybody knows this. Mm-hmm. They was cool, and they said, "Hey, that like people are so delusional, and they wanted Floyd to lose so bad mm-hmm. that they thought that an MMA fighter who specializes in takedowns and all this other shit besides boxing, kicks. you think he kicks. Yeah, mm-hmm. you think he gonna beat fucking Floyd? You gotta be out of your goddamn mind. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then they fought. That was a that was a, a huge money grab." And then afterwards, you got guys like Jake Paul that start getting these money grab fights. And I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, I'll be honest and say this this much. I'm not going to say that me and Keith are, you know, still in these fights and watching them illegally, but we're not paying for them. Okay. No, we paid for the last one.
1: Whoa, you did? Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah, we put the, we pieced it up. Because it was like, because the streams is trash. Is this too bad? The ads be popping up. You'd be watching a fight and some titties pop up out of nowhere. It's what like, do you mean? It'd be like the, the the ads. Sometimes it'd be like porno. Really? Yeah, I was watching like football. I was watching like the 49ers one time. Uh-huh. And then it was just like, a. it looked like it looked like the nude version of Big Brother had just popped up on the what screen. What the fuck? It does that? These girls running around the screen butt naked. I was like, what the heck? I'm yeah. trying to watch the 49ers. Imagine
0: if it cut off right in the middle of it. He's like, and Jimmy Garoppolo throws a touchdown. He's going in for the end zone. He's like, oh, my God, I love your cock. <laughs> I love your cock. Oh, my God. He's like, what is this shit? And the w- last
1: play of the game, and he throws a Hail Mary. <laughs> 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 He's like, nigga, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to watch a deep pass, not a deep throw.
0: <laughs> he drops back to throw the ball. He's looking left, he's looking right. <laughs> that is wild, bro. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that'd be and he so. takes the handoff in the backfield. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Imagine you got people over your house
1: and that shit happens. Yeah. You'd be like, well, shit, fuck it. I'm paying for it. I'm just going to watch this then. <laughs> no, that's facts. No, but I think it's just the quality is just so much better when you, uh, when you, when you buy it. So we just yeah. put some money together. Everybody pitched in and like, oh, wow. You know, like we, we ended up paying for it. It'd be a little bit steep, but I. How much honestly, was it? you remember? I think it was like 84. Oh. Yeah. I think that, um, like for me, obviously, like, you know, Sometimes times get hard, but mm-hmm. um, if if uh, if it's you know if I got the bread, you know, just being able to watch it uninter- uninterrupted. Because I remember what I was. I remember when Adrian Broner fought uh, Marcos Maidana, and um, put up the stream on the um, on the computer, and me and my brother was watching it. And right when the nigga got knocked out, like the the. The thing just went out and then we was like, oh nigga, we don't know what happened. So you gotta refresh it and all this other <laughs> stuff and exit out all the pop. It just yeah. it's just a trash experience. So oh, you know, man. you know, if you put some money together with the homies, you can watch the fight and be Yeah, be better. Yeah. <clears throat> but o- overall, it was a decent fight. It um good. it was a good fight. I think decent. Tank Tank is uh I just don't see nobody beating him. Nah. It's gonna be anybody that has anybody that's even um on that level, in terms of stardom and skill level, like Shakir Stevenson or uh Devin Haney, I think they I think they just they too light in the pants. I wonder how much money he made
0: on that fight. I
1: don't know. They they usually announce the purse. Mm. Um, so I know, I know he, Ryan still got paid too. Yeah. But Tank is a draw. They said he sold out the last four fights. Like Whoa. He, he, he shit. sold out the last uh four fights. And that was his first fight in Vegas. <clears throat> Tank. Davis, yeah, they purse. usually announce them on like ESPN and stuff. Okay, let's see,
0: Javante, uh, two days ago, fight. How much will each fighter get? Okay, uh, with two of the boxing brightest stars set to take each other. God da, da, da. ah, damn it! I hate when they be trying to motherfuckers be trying to get you to accept their cookies just to look at this.
1: You know they bet they uh they bet they purse too. They bet their winnings. Really? But yeah, I guess Tank said that he can keep his money after he beat him. Oh wow! Mm-hmm.
0: I don't. It don't show the purse here.
1: Okay, exact fight purse for both fighters
0: is now available. Not available right now, but it, the estimates could be made. A pay of one point five million is what Davis got for his fight against Hector Luis Garcia. Mm-hmm. The boxing share PBV blah blah. blah. Uh, Davis was seventy percent. Ryan Garcia, his last fight. Garcia was reported to have earned two million for his fight against Javier Fortuna. These two fighters also have a huge net worth, as they are big names in boxing industry. Celebrity net worth: Javante Davis' net worth is around four million. Ryan Garcia's net worth around to celebrity net worth around ten million.
1: <clears throat> I don't know if this really tells a full story, man. Yeah, I think it's just up in the air. Right yeah, it's now. just up in the Nobody air. Nobody knows, but I know. Even with the uh with the purse and then all the uh the advertisements like you know, he was putting that Gatorade yeah, thing over Gatorade his head Twitch. afterwards and mm-hmm. uh he has some logo on his on his on his coat. So I know he made some decent money.
0: That nigga might as well get sponsored by CTE with the way he talked.
1: That was crazy. You know, like
0: <laughs> it
1: like the fight was a it was a good fight,
0: but like yeah. Like, bro, this nigga's whole this is Whole brain just fucking went out here. <laughs> All right. Let's switch gears, man. Let's switch gears. All right. Switching gears. Um, 32-year-old woman leaves boyfriend with cancer, claiming it's taking a toll on her mental health. Oh, man. There's this thing called in sickness and in health. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people just aren't worth marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll read this out here. Um The decision to leave a partner with cancer is not an easy one, but it's one a 32-year-old woman recently made. She said that her boyfriend's cancer was taking a toll on her mental health and that she needed to prioritize her own well-being. The woman's story has sparked a debate about uh, the role of caregivers and importance of self-care in such situations. Being a caregiver to someone with cancer is challenging. It requires a great deal of time, energy, and emotional strength. Caregivers must be there for their loved ones around the clock, providing physical and emotional support. The stress and anxiety that comes with being a caregiver can be overwhelming. Caregivers often put their own needs aside to care for their loved ones. That can lead to a burnout and other mental health issues. Well, guess what? Guess who does that, though, right? A wife, Mm -hmm. a husband. Right. This is proof that most people are not like built for marriage. Mm -hmm. Right. And I can speak from experience, you know, with this type of thing, because my father passed away, you know, less than a year ago to cancer. And I wasn't there to there to be round the clock, you know, but he did have caregivers. But I was going there every weekend, every weekend. I was going out there to see my dad and, you know, bring him anything he needed. And, you know, it was stressful seeing him. You know, mm-hmm. um, getting worse physically, you know, losing weight, getting sick and things of that nature. But what I did is I I, I wanted to make sure I kept his spirits high because he was the one that was dying, not me. Mm-hmm. Right. So I didn't make that shit about me. Yeah. I, I made that about my father. This is the last moments I would be spending with him. So I want to make sure that de- these things are uh, decent so he could lead his earth in peace. Mm hmm this woman was a piece of shit i'm (laughs) sorry i I can't give her leeway yeah because at the end of the day bro i I think a couple things i I thought about one of them is like as a person going through a situation you could say what did i do to attract this type of woman or this thing and i think this guy should have caught this situation way before this happened i think people tell you exactly who they are multiple times but it's up to us to listen Mm -hmm. and i think while we are in this almost love or infatuation stage with people we want to see the best in people but truth be told they're telling you over and over again non-verbally that i'm not shit Mm -hmm. i'm not going to be for here for you if things go from not being good to bad i'm going to leave you Mm -hmm. there are some women in this world that cannot be with you unless your life is always on the upswing Right, yeah. if I'm making half a million dollars now, right, and everything's good, and you know, I'm getting you all the purses you want, and getting your nail appointments and all your stuff done, and buying your clothes and all this high maintenance shit, when I lose that job, what you gonna do? Mm-hmm. You just gonna leave me? Is that what you gonna do? Because yeah. that's yeah. a lot. That's what a lot of people are. A lot of people are only good. And can only exist when shit's on the upswing. Soon as shit goes down, they don't
1: know how to love yeah. you no more. All of a sudden, they're unhappy. Mm-hmm. What, 50 Cent saying 21 questions? Yes. Yeah. So if I fell off tomorrow, would you still love yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> yep, if I fell off tomorrow, would you still love me? Yeah. Some something, something, would you still hug me? <laughs> would you love me if I flipped burgers at Burger King? King? Like, these is real if questions! I, something, say, if I fell off, would you be there to support me mentally?
0: Yeah! You yeah. 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 said this shit 20 years ago!
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Yeah! And it's real questions! Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. 50 Cent <clears throat> 50 Cent gave you the blueprint yeah. of what you needed as a man to, like, the questions even if you didn't Ask a woman, because first of all, you don't want to ask a woman, if I got sick, would you be there for, there for me? Don't ask her. Mm-hmm. Her actions tell, her, tell you everything you need to know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A woman that does shit like, um, hey, Eddie, um, I just want to see if you're okay. I just wanted to check on you. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I brought you something from work. I know you're tired. You're probably a little hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, this and that. Like women that want to take care of you, not like they being your mom but women that genuinely have a heart and care about you that woman's going not going to run off on you when you get sick bro mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's her uh, that's her time to shine
0: yeah mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that's that's her time like let me be clear if you have if, let's say you've been with a chick for like i don't know 8 months 9 months and then you get in like a car accident or something happens where you're in a hospital and that girl is there every day. She getting you food. She communicating with your mom or dad or your family. Mm-hmm. She communicating with your job. Once you get out of the hospital, give it a few months and you need to go get a fucking ring.
1: Yeah. You, you need to get a ring right there. And bust a nut in her and give her a baby. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this nigga watching too much of that <laughs> that, that streaming network.
1: I'm not gonna say that's all women want, but that would, women be one. They want a ring and a baby.
0: Yeah, I just feel like it, it works both ways too, because a woman a woman does der, Woman does deserve security. Mm-hmm. So you know, make sure you your finances and shit is on point. So yeah, when she's pregnant, be, yeah. she ain't gotta worry about money. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like this: if a woman is pregnant. I want to keep her stress levels as low as possible. Mm-hmm. So if she's pregnant and her stomach's all big and shit, my objective is to be financially set enough to where I'm like, hey, you can either take the longest leave that you want, or you just don't have to work.
1: Yeah, that would be fire. Yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? And you have support like, like, um, what you call it? Like, like baby, like babysitting support. hundred you know? percent. Because when it's when it's always like, oh, I got. I gotta watch a kid and I can't do because yeah. if you're a real like real businessman, um, the guys that are like really moving the needle, the Steph Curry's and right. LeBron's and uh, you know, who Michael Jordan's, whatever the case may be, I would imagine like if you can't really put your life on hold to change the diapers all the time. Man, you know I mean? so you need some support in that way. So that I mean, I ideally like, you know, if we gotta do the podcast. You know, you got somebody that can handle some of the mundane yeah. stuff 100%. You know, for you. Yeah, Yeah, because, I, I mean, if I'm that rich, I don't know if I'm changing diapers. I'm just keeping it real.
0: <laughs> like, I got somebody in my phone saved as diapers. <laughs> I think
1: Jay-Z mentioned that once. Like He was talking about, like, getting help with raising his his, his children. Um, and, you know, I don't think he said that specifically, like, I'm not changing diapers. But he was like, I get a lot of help, you know, from different people. But that's the luxury of being a billionaire, you know, like, I work too hard to change diapers. <laughs> I'm from Mossy. Some Mossy projects. <laughs> I work too hard to get my fingers dirty with doodle in them. I work for. I, so, so, I'm from Mossy. Get this doodle off me. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: oh man. I'm from Marcy, get this doodle off me. Keep these haters off me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this nigga Jay-Z is wild, bro. Jay-Z is so crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. That's crazy stuff. And you you think about it too, man. Like, um, we'll we'll loop back into what we were talking about, but it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Like when a woman is able to be there for a man and he can like genuinely trust her. I think that's when men feel like safe. Mm-hmm. I think that's like a man's version of feeling safe. Mm-hmm. Women, I think that the highest mm-hmm. compliment women could give a dude is like, I just feel safe with you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think when something like that happens to a man, something catastrophic, like his mother dies, his father dies. He has, like, a like some really huge form of despair in his life. Like, a woman doesn't... I don't think women realize this. They could meet a dude and they could be dating for two months and the guy's mom dies or something happens in his life and she's there for him, right? Mm -hmm. By the time, like, a couple months go by, this nigga might be, like, literally want to marry her, bro. Mm
1: -hmm. Just because life already... Like, life already showed you what this woman is made of. Yeah, especially when you, like... Have you been in um other situations where you don't feel like you've been supported, yeah, you, know? like you might have been in a past relationship and that was we were doing this uh like this uh what you call it like like some improv stuff like we i did i did this play at church, and when we first met, we did like these little improv scenes and he just gave us two scenarios mm-hmm. and I remember there was a uh and mind you, these they're like young, super young. It might be like 17, mm-hmm. 15, mm-hmm. like maybe in junior high or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the kids, like the scenario was the girl lost her best friend in a car accident. Oh, no. And then the dude was like, you know, he didn't know. So in the scene, he, he doesn't know what's going on. But he's like, his job was to try to figure out what's wrong with her and, mm-hmm. you know, just help her to feel better, Right. <clears throat> So she comes and she's like super emotional, like it just happened. Oh my gosh, it just happened. It happened, you know. And he's like, "What happened? What happened? What's going on?" She's like, "Oh my gosh, like you know, just my friend, like you know, there was a car and all these things." He's like, "Just tell me, like," and you know, he genuinely doesn't know because you know they're just mm-hmm. giving different scenarios. Yeah. And then she was like, "My best friend, like uh, uh, Amanda, she died in a car accident," and he was like, "Oh, Amanda." He was like, I don't really like her anyways. Oh. <laughs> and, and she was like, what? You know, she turned up on him. And, you know, obviously they're acting oh, or whatever. Oh, man. But, like, that, that uh, I don't even know where I was going with that. But I'm just saying, like, that sometimes happens and like, you know, those like uh, emotional situations like, you know, you you might get that type of reaction from from somebody. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that. At that point, you you have to know, like, I can't be with this person. Mm-hmm. I forgot
0: what her name is. Fuck. She's a like a really uh, well-known black actress. She's a little older. Mm-hmm. She said she said she was in the car with her. Um, uh, I think it was her boyfriend or, or was it was her husband. Mm-hmm. I think it was her boyfriend at the time. And she said she was driving down a highway, or her man was driving down a highway, and she seen this beautiful tree with all these pink flowers. And she said, oh, that's a beautiful tree. And he was like, you say that about every tree.
1: Oh, my God. Right? Right? (laughs) Hold on. on. Oh, my (laughs) God.
0: And she said, oh, I got to leave this nigga. Dang. That's what she said in her mind. And she was right. Yeah. Like, if you're going to be that
1: fucking negative that she noticed a beautiful tree. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. Like, I think the best because that that is what it's like to be in a relationship. I mm. think there's like a very um I think uh women are like uh Dory in um in Finding Nemo. Yeah, you know, she has like uh short term memory loss. Are you trying to call women fish, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. Uh <laughs> but no, so like when she when she sees that tree, she might say that every day of her life. Mm. But when she sees that tree, it's like a new experience for her. Mm. Like, oh my gosh, this tree is just so beautiful. Mm. And the dude is like, that's a genuine thought. Like, yeah, nigga, you true. say that about the tree every time we <laughs> every time we get home. And we got the same, you know, whatever sitting in the front yard or the same flower. You're like, dang, you say that about the flower every time you pass by. Two
0: two things should be true, though. That what you're saying, that is true. Because women Mm. could be doing that and you just know, like, this is what they say about everything. Yeah. And it also is true to them because... Like, they don't feel that way about that situation. Mm-hmm.
1: So I just think the way- It's it meant- brand new to her every time. Yeah. It's like a whole new experience of joy. Yeah. But the thing with that dude, like, just shut up. Like, Thank you. You can have this internal dialogue. Like yes. This, like, this girl say this about everything. That's where I was going with it. <laughs> You just got to shut up.
0: Because you got to know, like, <laughs> this is going to trigger something that I'm not know willing to argue over. No to or. hold
1: on. No when to fold them? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to know when to hold on. <laughs> Know when to fold them, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That definitely is. It's you gotta, uh, would you pick your battles? That is yeah. the battle you're willing to fight. Okay, look, I think that the one of the highest levels of self awareness, especially now, is when somebody says something you disagree with, and then you like kind of freeze and you're like, I'm not willing to argue
1: over this, I'm not even gonna say nothing. Sometimes you could just like you could like disarm them and be like, dang, like you really believe that, and they're like, Yeah, blah blah blah. blah. Or you can say like, "Dang, that's really that's really good for you." Like, I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> but the, it doesn't. I and mean, I had to practice uh, that myself because, like, uh, if I don't necessarily agree it's with kind something, of condescending, though, man. I, I mean, it could be interpreted that way, but like, if you genuinely mean it, like, yeah. that is good for you. Yeah. Like, but it does. You don't take any onus in like the the uh, what do you mean good for me what what can you elaborate can you give me some context <laughs> yeah but cuz i for me i had to like you know uh, like start saying things like that because um in my mind i'm like disagreeing with like the emotion first like if that makes sense like if if somebody if that's like a girl she's like oh my gosh like that tree is so beautiful like i i just i get filled up with joy that i get to see this every day And I'd be like, dang, that's that's good for you. Like, I'm happy that you get to, you know, experience that every time you see this tree. But in my mind, I'm like, it's just a tree. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. in order for me not to be like, not to verbalize that out loud, I would just say, like, that is good for you. Because it is good for you that you get to see, you know, a tree like that. But I think
0: you kind of got to change the language, and here's why saying like oh that's good for you is kind of the same way of somebody might feel offended by something you said and you say hey i'm sorry you feel that way i think cuz it's not you're not apologizing you're not saying yeah. i'm sorry for you know i'm sorry for making you feel that way mm-hmm. right they say i'm sorry you feel that way which is basically saying i'm sorry but not for what i said
1: yeah it kind of but a little bit different because like saying is that's 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 good for you is like it's, it's genuinely good for you. But saying you're sorry you feel that way is like not apologizing for what you did. Right. That's just apologizing for like the experience you have based off of what i did
0: it's kind of existing on that same statement that i talked about a couple podcasts ago mm-hmm. like if somebody's being a super dickhead to you mm-hmm. or but they, there's being a piece of shit you say you know what sir i hope you have the, day you, the day you deserve yeah. they'd be like what'd you say yeah and it's like in a way they've subliminally admitted that they're a piece of shit yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah
0: hey sir i hope you have the day you deserve i you <laughs>
1: I think the good for you is like it's, it's in the tone, right? Because mm. there's a way like you could say it where it's good like. Good for you, man. Like good for you, dude. Like, you know, whatever. But if it's like like good for you, I'm glad. Like because I've, I've had some people tell me that. You got to whiten the voice you. up big time. Yeah, you got to. <laughs>
0: it's you gotta. Good, for you, good, good for you, Butch. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> Just act as if your name is Butch. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. You, you, you,
0: you got to do your voice as if you're wearing some Nike Monarchs. Damn. You know what I'm saying? You know those yeah. old them old people Nike's that everybody. It look, it ain't even white people. I can't put that on them. Them old the Nike Monarchs, old black men, white men, Latino, dads. Yeah,
1: One of my friends got some.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you said one of your friends got mm-hmm. some? Mm-hmm. My Bro- brother Renee. That, that you only could get them shoes from fucking uh, uh, Sears when it was open and like nah. Macy's and shit. Them mugs probably comfortable. Yeah, them is the, the retirement sevens.
1: <laughs> you old, white, black, and retired. Yeah. Those... I'm gonna tell you I ain't some, gonna front. Some the monarchs look better than some Balenciagas. Oh it does. Those Balenciagas yeah. look like a
0: clusterfuck. Yeah, they gotta throw them away. Balenciaga shoes look like they got shot to drive by. <laughs> <and> somebody <laughs> just fucking laced them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh hey, I'ma tell you a shoe right now, right? That everybody's grandparents or abuelita abolita or or grandpa or whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Asian doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know them old people's shoes that got the Velcro straps on them?
1: Mm-hmm. Everybody. Gre- sometimes they be gray. Yes. Yeah. They only come in a few color schemes. <laughs> gray. Got the two straps on them. Yep. <laughs> two yep. straps on
0: them. Yeah. The fucking Walmart specials.
1: <laughs> the Walmart specials.
0: Yeah. They, I guess they're for old people with diabetes. But mm-hmm. it's fucking, they got the gray ones, mm-hmm. the white ones. I've seen the tan ones. Um, I already said black. You but, know what? But they just real wide. They yeah. look like they look like big ass shoes. Just comfort. They for people with swollen feet. Just but go ahead. for comfort.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now I could see Kanye West like low-key swag, like redesigning it. Redesigning them, it. And then swagging them out and everybody be wearing
0: them. Nigga shoes so generic, the commercial would be like shoes. <laughs> <laughs> <Shit>. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't
1: got no yeah, brand or nothing.
0: <laughs> Strap shoes. You want to wear strap shoes?
1: <laughs> 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 They're not even selling a brand. They're just selling an item. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Them <laughs> niggas <laughs> might as well sell an NFT. <laughs> that is
1: These hilarious. niggas selling an idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ain't got no tag nine, no logo, no brand or nothing. It's just shoot. Try on the new strapsters.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> try God, the new strappity damn. strap.
1: Do you need something to cover your feet? Wear shoes. Yeah, try <laughs> shoes. They put a z at the end of shoes. Mm-hmm. Instead of
0: putting the es, it'll be z. <laughs> try hot shoes. <laughs> yeah. Did your grandpa use the carts at Walmart? <laughs> He'll
1: love these shoes. Established in BC. Oh yeah, that motherfucker's <laughs> ancient. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga King Tut was wearing the motherfuckers before he Teth. died. They
0: opened up his tomb the and he had them shoes, shoes on. on. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's way back, man. Did you know? And it's a part in the Bible. They don't talk about it, but when Jesus came back, he was wearing the strap <laughs> shoes. <man. laughs> <laughs> Moses part of the Red Sea <laughs> With wearing <the> straps. straps. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh man.
1: Yeah. It's gonna
0: be some uh, the the I, I don't think that super holy roller people listen to this podcast anyways.
1: No, nah, I heard the uh there was a Game of Thrones episodes where one of the uh one of the dudes had the straps on. It was right next to that uh Starbucks cup.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that show was great I started watching Game of Thrones literally I started watching Game of Thrones in 2014 bro mm-hmm. and I was watching it before anybody was watching it and it was this girl I used to work with and mm-hmm. she gave me a flash drive that had all the episodes up to that time Yeah. and when I went on vacation I fucking binge watched that shit and it was so good mm-hmm. and I was like yo you guys gotta check out this show They it was like Nah, I'm good. Yeah. And like I was ahead of the curve. And then in mm-hmm. like 15 is when it started to get popular. Mm-hmm. And you see like LeBron and all these people Everybody posting. Everybody watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, you guys are <clears throat> fucking ruining my show, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The best binge watch I've ever had, though, is is between a few. Sons of Anarchy was one of them. Um, Another one was Game of Thrones at the time. And probably maybe the best binge watch ever might have been Breaking Bad. Mm. I had people watching uh, Orange is the New Black way mm. back. I was like, oh, this show with these chicks that are in prison is good. Yeah. And it's was like, nigga,
1: what show is you watching? Yeah. <clears throat> I never really watched um, Orange is I don't know if I've ever seen an yeah, episode a of Orange is a mosquito
0: and in this motherfucker.
1: Yeah, that motherfucker's like, yeah. yeah, it do look like a mosquito.
0: Yeah, I don't know how the fuck that it got in
1: that motherfucker look like a mini wasp, kind of. I know. God dang. You, I'll tell you right now, okay? Peter. you're
0: not going to like this, but if that motherfucker flies across the screen, he's going down.
1: Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Lucky I ain't got strap shoes. You'd have been gone. I ain't playing no games. <laughs> my, my blood is too valuable. I get $200 at the Plasma Center for this blood. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last time you've been there? Uh, It had to be... Man, I said after college, maybe. So if it was, I would have to really think about it. But for been, the sake of like been having years. a podcast, probably like 2017, 2018, somewhere okay. in there. Man, yeah, maybe 17. I don't know if any of you
0: guys listening have ever donated plasma, but it's one of the most like it. You almost feel like it's almost like prostitution. Yeah. Because it's like you taking this valuable shit out of my body. Yeah. And you giving me $25 for it. Man, that's And they reel,
1: they reel you in with them deals because yeah. the first two times you go, um, they gonna get they gonna bust you down like three hundred dollars. Oh yeah. And then after that, they are gonna start giving you twenty five dollars every time you donate.
0: I haven't donated plasma since two thousand and seven. Thank God. Yeah, two thousand seven. When I was in college, I was donating yeah. plasma. You just feel you start to feel like used um, like, because I've yeah. worked at... I worked at the same plasma center later on, mm-hmm. and I'm finding out how much money they're making off these bottles. Dude, they're making hella money.
1: Really? Fuck yeah. they're They're you know, using like a ball,
0: ballpark number? I can't remember. A couple mm-hmm. hundred dollars at least per. Mm-hmm. Either a couple hundred dollars or more mm-hmm. per bottle. Mm-hmm. So per unit, they're making all this money. Mm-hmm. And they're giving <coughs> $25. Yeah. And the sad thing is some, some people that are very unhealthy, they donate plasma. And when they donate it, if they eat a bunch of fatty food, the plasma would be thick and it look like mm-hmm. milk. Ugh. Oh, so gross! That's they call it a lipemic plasma. Mm-hmm. It has a bunch of lipids in it. Mm. So
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, good. hey, for anybody listening to the podcast, please inbox uh, the the inbox me um, on the on the Trucker's Mind Podcast uh, Instagram, and let me know if you donate and how much they paid you. Mm-hmm. Or if you've ever donated plasma and let me know how much they paid you. Yeah, because it yeah you'd be yeah. surprised because they had this pro I think it was a uh, uh, certain programs you could get paid more. I think it was tet like if you had the I guess like some type of tetanus shot or whatever mm. it was they paid you like an extra twenty bucks.
1: Yeah, whatever it was, it was never worth it. Like no. I, I can remember going in college and like really relying on that money. Like, bro, I need to donate to eat this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It you was it was so violated. Some people was getting like fifty, and they would get like fifty, and then fifty again, and then like seventy five.
1: Yeah, they have that. Like when you first go in, like you get you get a nice little chunk of change the first time, mm-hmm. and then the second time. I don't know how they. I don't know if they combine it or whatever, but whatever that second time is, it, they give you more on that second time, and then it dropped all the way down. He be like, damn. Yeah.
0: They they actually opened like a new plasma center. It's like near my house. Mm-hmm. It's called BioLife, mm-hmm. and it's
1: packed, man. Yeah, it's a it's a. Bu- I mean, it's it's really? one on uh, Oak now. What? Yeah, it's one on oh, yeah. Oak over there. Oh,
0: fuck! So that's one, two. Yeah, it was three plasma centers in Bakersfield.
1: Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, they really getting they really getting money.
0: They are gonna have to open more because times is tough, man. Motherfuckers need that money.
1: Yeah, man. That's yeah. That's one thing. You know how it is. Like when you when you do better in life and you uh you really think back, you know, like for you it might be eating top ramen or something. Mm. But that's something I pray that I never have to do again. Oh no. Yeah, no. like you say, you just feel violated. They just taking you. They sucking the life out of you literally. So. It's yeah, not good. that ain't that yeah. ain't it. And you get scars too. I got scars all on my freaking veins and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. That ain't it, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you get in that fucking hole in your arm, start getting big. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you can still see the remnants of no. Nah. Yeah, really? Yeah, I got a little scarring right here, for sure. Oh wow, mm-hmm. I guess
0: my vein and right there, my vein is so big. There was just like they, they just like barely had to put it in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There was this vein right there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, y'all got, I'm, <clears throat> you getting premium uh, plasma for me and doing me like this? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but there's that man. Let's move on. Uh, switching gears, um, California homeowner fatally stabs a man trying to steal catalytic converter. Mm-hmm. Now, out here in California, we got an issue, man. We got people that are stealing catalytic converters, and they're turning that shit in. They're making money off of it, yep. and, and they think it's a game, man. They love to play these games with people. Is there like a
1: drug element to it, too? Of course. Yeah, I heard like people's like smoking catalytic converters. Uh, no, they're not smoking it. They're oh. fucking selling it. They're they the, selling it for selling drugs. Selling the material. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, if it wasn't that, they'd probably be sucking dick. Anyways, Hmm. uh, (laughs) uh, a California homeowner took matters into his own hands when he saw a group of thieves trying to steal a catalytic converter from his car, fatally stabbing one of the suspects in his driveway, according to the police. Um, The homeowner told police he had been sleeping when he was awoken by a group of men talking in his driveway on Dean's Avenue, South El Monte, around 2.30 a.m. Friday morning. The Los Angeles County Sheriff told uh, told KTVU uh, the man grabbed a kitchen knife and confronted up to four crooks uh, who were in the middle of trying to take a catalytic converter from his parked vehicle. Police said at once at some point during the confrontation, the homeowner stabbed one of the suspects described by police as 45 to 50 year old man. Dude, where is your life at when you're 45 to 50 years old and you're still a catalytic converter? Mm-hmm. You're just fucked. Yeah. It's not a job. You're pretty much already dead before you got stabbed. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, The other suspects hopped out a small car and sped off, police said. Uh, The man who was stabbed was pronounced dead at the scene. His identity had not yet been released. When police arrived at the scene, they identified tools typically used in catalytic converter thefts. Next to the suspect's body. The homeowner was taken in for questioning, police said. No charges have been filed. Damn, so he can get no charges. I guarantee that the cops was on his side like a motherfucker. I guarantee yeah.
1: you. I bet you when it That's to a headache dealing with all that stuff. Yeah. Especially like it was, it was been situations where they found hundreds of catalytic converters, you know, in different locations and stuff like that.
0: So yeah. they
1: know it's a whole It's a it's a rampant thing. You know, That's very rampant.
0: I'll say this. OK, do I feel like, um, you know, the the, the the crime met the punishment in that moment? I will say no. But here's the problem with that. I don't think you have the right to tell someone how to react when you're stealing from them. When you're wronging somebody, you, you can't say I'm only wronging you like this. So you should only reciprocate this much energy to me. Mm-hmm. You don't get the right to tell people how to react when you're when you're stealing from them or you're wronging them in any way. Mm-hmm. So I think the best thing to do is just not steal from people. You know, in other countries they will chop your fucking hand off for stealing, mm-hmm. and you think you could get away with it now? Like, bro, they need. It. First of all, I'm be real. I almost feel like there should be a law in California if you bust. Oh, I'm about to get, get his ass. ass.
1: Ooh, oh, I, got it. I got you, you son of a bitch. That's oh right, wow, it's mosquito. You
0: malaria carrying motherfucker. Yeah, that nigga
1: probably got West Nile. Yeah, I probably got West Nile. <laughs> you called it live on the Truckers Run <laughs> <Mind> podcast. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fire if somebody did like a little edit and they just did it in slow motion. Just slow motion. <laughs> and they put the song
0: Slow Motion. <laughs> You can take, you can take, you can take our time. (laughs) And right when I crush it, it's like, baby. (laughs) (laughs) They probably put like fucking Phil Collins behind it. Mm -hmm. I can feel it coming (laughs) in (laughs) the air tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, but yeah, I I don't think. I think if you're a thief, man, you really gotta you gotta clean your life up. Because you're going to end up getting fucked up. And the funny thing about it is it, it's like those same people will probably have the nerve to want to defend themselves if they get confronted like, hey, motherfucker, leave me alone. It's like, no, you're stealing my shit. Yeah. I should legally be able to hit you with a, bait, with a bat. Like, if I see you stealing, I'm not going to even alarm you like, hey, what are you doing? I'm going to start going to town on you with a Louisville slugger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And,
0: and then put you under a citizen's arrest. I, I wouldn't... think
1: that. Mm-hmm. I think it. It, it also depends, like, that's his property. Yeah. Like, you still in his car on mm-hmm. his property. And most people, and I don't know what the, the response was to this, but if he was inside of the house, you know, most people would say, like, he got what he deserved. Oh, yeah. But, you know, if it's on the outside, I feel like it's still your property. It and is. I, the thing I, I was telling you earlier, like, you know, I was in a situation where my uh, my alternator went out on my car. And I ended up having to like park it on the side of the road and it was like very you know not in the boonies but like it just wasn't a lot of like you know it wasn't in like a, a residential area um <clears throat> so when the guy that towed my truck to the to the uh, to the auto shop, When he seen me, he was like, hey, did you call somebody else out? And I was like, no. And he was like, yeah, well, there was like these two white dudes in this big old truck that came by. And it was asking all these questions about the car and stuff like that. And I just told him, like, no, I'm going to take care of it and, you know, that you're on the way. And um, when I heard that, I felt like violated. Mm. Like, you felt like anger. Like, so I can only imagine, like you said, you can't really tell somebody how to respond when they, when something that you've worked extremely hard for, if you're like, if you're a homeowner, you know, the, the amount of stuff you have to go through to own a home, mm-hmm. you got to put a down payment down. You got to make sure the mortgage is up. You got to, yeah. you're paying all these bills because you're, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're owning that, pro- that property. Mm-hmm. Um, so for somebody to come and steal like a, a integral part of your car, especially, Mm-mm. Being in California where you can't pass smog and, you know, the amount of money that it can cost on top of everything to, uh, you know, to get that fixed. And you might have a family and kids that want to play sports and all this stuff. All this stuff be going in your mind and you just just get to stabbing. Here's
0: the the worst part. If I got a wife and kids at home, I might fuck you up because I don't ever want you thinking it's okay to come back here. here. You ain't coming back here, buddy. Mm -hmm. You ain't coming back here. Mm-hmm. At the very least, I'm gonna have guns drawn on you mm-hmm. and I'm gonna put you under citizen's arrest. If you run off, I'm shooting you. Mm-hmm. And my thing is I think they need to pass a California law where if somebody is on your property and they're inflicting some type of theft or potential crime, you should have the right to fuck them up. Mm-hmm. Like, motherfucker, you can't like I think that sometimes in certain in certain cases in California, they're a little too soft on crime in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And in this in this scenario, they're a little too motherfucking soft. Because mm-hmm. if I'm a homeowner, I'm gonna have my ring camera out, and it's gonna record the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna just come out swinging.
1: Cause you and and you, if you're a person that don't bother nobody, yeah, like he just seemed like he would probably just be chilling. You know what I'm saying? Go to work, come home. Y- y-
0: yeah, and that's the problem though, too, Keith. Is a lot of times these people that do these thefts, you don't know how long they've been watching your house. Yeah. So sometimes when a motherfucker been watching your house. I don't want you to think it's okay when you know that I'm at work, but my wife is at the house. so now you know like you think that the house is defenseless. Not only will that be a problem for you, but I've been taking my wife to the gun range for the past five years mm-hmm. and she's gonna fucking kill you
1: yeah as so soon as you come through that door.
0: Don't think it's some defenseless woman chilling in the house because mm-hmm. if my kids and my lady at the house, I guarantee you she's gonna shoot you because mm-hmm. a woman is a woman that's <coughs> afraid for her kid's life, she may not even know how to shoot a gun. But she will fuck you up Mm -hmm. if you get in between her and her children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it'd probably be worse. Woman might shoot you 100 times, nigga. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like Swiss cheese out there.
0: Yeah. She'd be like, I think the gun jammed. you be like, no, nah, you shot this nigga 80 times.
1: <laughs> no, nah, that nigga life jammed. <laughs> 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 yeah. And it would be kids in the back,
0: mommy, stop shooting him. Mommy, <laughs> mommy, stop shooting him.
1: <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but no, that, that that's my um, recommendation to anybody. If they, infringing on your property in any way, shape, or form. Like, handle it how you, how your emotions see fit. It sucks. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's scary. And, you, and, like, even with that, you know, these dudes, they, they look to just be, you know, stealing. But you don't know. Like, you don't know what type of weapons they got on them just in case somebody come out with a weapon against them. And, like, you know, so at the end of the day, you want to protect yourself first.
0: I think the best form of non-lethal form that the most— non-lethal form of like pain that you can inflict on somebody stealing from you is going to get some paintballs and throw them in the freezer. And if you bust a motherfucker stealing your shit, take them frozen paintballs and put them in that gun and cock, 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 cock.
1: Yeah, that might going to be hurting.
0: Oh, it's going to hurt because the the, the balls ain't going to burst open. And Mm -hmm. if they do, that's a lot of force. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A Mm -hmm. paintball in its own without that vest, it'll fuck you. It already hurt. But if I freeze them, I'm I'm gonna fuck you up, mm-hmm. you'll live but you gonna, you never gonna come back to my house cause mm-hmm. the next time you gonna get the real thing mm-hmm. you gonna get the real thing next time and then that, I'm gonna send you to Jesus if you fucking do that again, yeah. that, that ain't happening, or Lucifer yeah, wherever, yeah, you probably mm. end up seeing the devil <laughs> he's like oh, so you're here already
1: So the devil really does wear Prada. Nice. (laughs) That was a smooth one. (laughs) Uh,
0: imagine he gets shot up and then he end up in heaven, and the devil like, "No, nigga, over here.
1: (laughs) Turn around. around. You got the GPS. Like, yeah, like, no, nigga, Siri sent you to the wrong place. Turn around. Turn left at the light.
0: (laughs) Turn left at the devil." (laughs) Imagine Jesus see you like, hey, hey, man, you, uh, nah, not here, bro. <laughs> Sorry about that, bro.
1: Yeah, no, but that's real. I think, yeah, like like I said before, just yeah, it's, it's so many emotions. Like, you know, um, the just the feeling of like being like violated, and mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I don't want to equate it to any assault, and I haven't been assaulted in any way, shape, or form, but. I would imagine there's like a comparable thing when it's just like somebody is taking it's like hopeless. something. Yeah, just like it dang, happened to me, he bro. It feel, feels so like less than when you
0: know? they broken up my fucking truck and they stole <clears throat> my subs out of there. Yeah, I was just like, I just felt so, I just felt terrible. I felt so, so many mad. Emotions and stuff. Yeah, I, I was just like, I can't believe, like, I don't do anything wrong to people and this shit. I mind my yeah. business. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's like, yo, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm not one of those. Those super gung-ho people that got a firearm that wanted to shoot anybody. But, like, dog. Yeah. uh, Can we be honest, please? Can we have an honest conversation, folks? I think that if someone is coming to your home and they probably done it more than once and your family is inside, it's kind
1: of hard to be um, anti-gun at that point. Yeah. Yeah, like, what are you going to do? Talk them down? Like, hey, it's okay. I know you need the money, Tyrone, but just walk, <laughs> just, just turn around, put the PlayStation 5 down on the ground. It's like, nigga, you better start shooting somebody. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Uh, Tyrone might use reverse psychology. But, Look, I've already been to a therapist. I've been trying to get help. Just I'll just let me get out of here. Just give me five, <laughs> no, more, give me five more minutes, and I'll be able to, I'm, you know, just let me finish the job, and I'll be <laughs> That's crazy. Look, <laughs> I'm just trying to buy drugs because I have a lot of generational trauma in my life. I just need the drugs, sir. Okay. Yeah.
1: Like, nigga, don't gaslight me hmm. about your drugs. That's comedy. Oh, man. I read Charlemagne the God's book and I'm trying to get my mental health right, but I just need to gather this money that's in this safe right here and I'll be on my merry way. You're like, no. Nah. <laughs> Man, that's funny. Yeah, that's that ain't good. I
0: I guarantee you. I guarantee you right now. If any person in America that was put in a position where um, they either had to allow a, a, a thief to infiltrate their home in some way or rob them. Or they could pull out a gun and subdue the person, the average person will get the gun. Cause if you don't get the gun, you don't know what that motherfucker has. Mm-hmm. You also gotta be careful when you engage these people, you need to do it with intention. Mm-hmm. Like if I come out and I see you, I'm gonna have that either the paintball gun that got frozen paintballs in it, and I'm dumping on you already. I'm already yeah. shooting at you. Mm-hmm. Or I got or and here's the problem: even if you got a gun, it could be dangerous. Cause if you got four people. Four dudes out of all four, one of them might have a weapon of some sort. You don't know. Yeah, you don't. So when you engage, that's, these why people, saw, that's a problem.
1: Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know. You just want to make it back to your kids. So if somebody is breaking the law, then... Yeah, I don't you know, I don't know. You don't necessarily need to spare them. I no. like. yeah. I think there is a They know. And sorry to cut you off, but negative. they know the result of like they know the risk of going into somebody's house. Oh, they know it. They know that it's a potential that they can come out, they could pop out, you might get arrested, you might get shot at, you might all these different things. So, yeah. Good luck. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um
0: also too is like uh <clears throat> if you're going to come out there, come out with one of those bright ass flashlights, too. Mm, I'm talking yeah. about the ones that are, the ones that uh, disorient people mm-hmm. so if I got my paintball gun and I got that fucking bright ass light connected to it mm-hmm. I'm disorient I'm gonna disorient you cause you're gonna be like seeing a light like hey who was that and mm-hmm. now I'm already shooting you with a fucking metal paintball Yeah. so you're like oh fuck oh ah, ah. Yeah, yeah. so you'll understand that that household or that area you can't come back to it cause the guy fucked us up yeah. he shot us with paintballs mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying um. or if I do get a chance, I'm going to grab one of y'all and put you in a citizen's arrest because it's it's legal. Mm-hmm. You can put somebody in a citizen's arrest. Mm-hmm. If they've become disorderly in some way and you get them on the ground and you got some zip ties, you can put them in a citizen's arrest. Or if if it's multiple people, because I've seen it before where they was holding somebody down. He's like, get off of me, you motherfuckers. Get what? off of me. And they just <laughs> held him down to the cops game.
1: <laughs> so what is the... Uh, what? I guess at what point is it like no questions asked, like I'm pulling my pistol out? Is it just entering inside of your house or what does that look like? I think,
0: mm, that's a good point. When is it the pistol coming out? I think the pistol is coming out. I think, oh, God, that's a good question. I hope you have the mind for it, like more or less you're documenting the thing and basically saying if this guy comes in, I'm shooting him. There was a, a story recently where a girl broke up with this guy. And he was starting to act really weird and kind of being a stalker. And he made it to her father's house where she was inside. And he was banging on the door saying, hey, come out here. And the dude was like, hey, man, leave my daughter alone. And he was trying to get in. He started hitting the door. Boom, hit the door. He said, I got a gun. Don't come in here. And the dude came in and the father murdered his fucking ass. Really? Shot him dead right there. He told the motherfucker, don't
1: come in my house. That had to be painful for the father. I wouldn't give a fuck, personally. But if I'm you, saying if you got, like, a semi-relationship with him. Like, obviously he crazy, but it's like.
0: Man, fuck that nigga. Man, if you about to hurt this- my daughter, <laughs> I will go gladly go to jail after blowing your head off. You're not about to come in and hurt shit. Yeah. That's one thing that a lot of men got to understand is, like, when you got any women in your life, they need to understand that they're safe. Mm-hmm. So Because if this motherfucker could yell and scream and bust the door down, and now he's beating me up, I guarantee your wife don't feel safe. Your daughters don't feel safe. Anybody in your house, any of the women in your house do not feel safe. If another man could come in and inflict harm on you, then they just a sitting duck waiting for it too, Mm -hmm. right? So you got to send a message home. Like, dog, if you come in here, you won't be leaving. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. you cannot do that. Mm -hmm. Like, my grandpa didn't play that shit either. My grandpa had a fucking, he had a chest. You know those big old chests back in the day to open up and look like a treasure chest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that motherfucker was full of guns. Really? Hell yeah. Dang. My grandpa was an old school dude. Mm-hmm. Old school. But if he had to, he would blow your motherfucking head off if he had to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's real. I think he handled that. I mean, he warned <laughs> him. He came in there and he, I mean, he warned him. Like, yo, do not come in this house. And then he got to get the door fixed and all that. Man.
0: Yeah, you broke my door and I I'm had to hot. shoot I'm you? I'm hot. Yeah. Like, I got enough. Man, you gave me enough... I got financial stress now too cuz you broke my door down.
1: I think that th- that that's sad for me because I realized like um we were just talking about it before the podcast like what people need to do in terms of like social media and how to handle breakups and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But but do like People be so irrational after a breakup or who I don't know what the circumstances of of their relationship, but I would imagine a girl probably broke up with him and he just couldn't handle it. So he's just like stalking her and all this other stuff. Um, An irrational decision that probably three, four months from now or maybe like a year from now, he would be, you know, over her. But Mm. in that moment, that, that was the most important thing to him. And he lost his life over it. Yeah. That's well that's
0: crazy. that's on his ass. Yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna be stalking my daughter acting weird and now you're gonna try to break into here. Yeah. Nah, nigga, you you should you signed your own death certificate that day, buddy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes when I be thinking of I'll be thinking to myself this. When I'm in the truck at work and people do real crazy shit and they jump in front of the truck and like slam their brakes or something because they they mad at me for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think to myself One, I'm not going to engage this person because they crazy. Who knows what they're capable of? But I'm thinking like, if you play games with me, that might be the last game you ever play. Because if you stop in front of me and I'm fully loaded, I could just drive over you and keep going.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. People crazy, man. People crazy. Okay. There's that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Switching gears. A video of Chance the Rapper is going viral. Uh, slapping a woman's butt and getting twerked on the reason why this even is a conversation is because chance the rapper is married and he lets it be known all the time that he's happily married and whatnot um and there hasn't been any conversation surrounding this after it happened now this nigga here and I, i got love for chance but when uh j cole was having an exchange with the young lady named no name she was coming after j cole and telling him he need to speak up about certain issues and whatnot, and J. Cole's being real respectful about it, but then Chance the Rapper dove in on J. Cole saying, like, you need to speak up and this and that, and we're tired of black women saving us and all this all this stuff, and I was like, where's this coming from? Mm-hmm. It sounded almost like it was coming from, like, a jealousy type thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Flash forward, same nigga that talk, made a whole album about his marriage, this nigga getting twerked on. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. all right chance the rapper is facing criticism after video service of chicago rapper (coughs) dancing with a woman at jamaica's carnival uh they got some big booties over there Mm -hmm. um when some people pointing out chance is married the video shows chance enjoying himself at the annual jamaican festival with the woman twerking away as he leans back chance is also seen slapping the woman's behind in the clip as the neighborhood talk points out below some people were quick to suggest that Chance was disrespecting his wife. Okay.
1: Oh girls <clears throat> double cheap duck though.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous. You just see Chance. This girl's ass taking up <laughs> half the screen. <laughs> <laughs> you see he probably made a rap about it. This girl's ass
1: is really nice. <laughs> I didn't know the price, but her ass is really nice. The ass was astronomical? Jesus <laughs> Not sing about Jesus Ah <laughs> oh, man Yo this
0: is to anybody that's married Women, men, whoever I think that people need to be more decent right? And um as a man I think that that is cheating Because this woman twerking and putting pussy juice all over hmm. you And it's all over Instagram and shit now That ain't cool man that that's not cool. Cause how would you like it if the role was reversed, right? And your married wife was twerking, throwing her ass on another man's penis. Like yeah. the, let's call twerking what it is. When a woman is twerking on another man, she's putting her butt and vagina area on your penis.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's cheating, man. <laughs> that that's a form of cheating. And people say, like, oh my God, it's harmless. It's not like they were having sex. Yeah. Bro. That's that's sex junior, okay? That's sex junior. That's that's sex junior. Yeah. He, that ain't good, man. That ain't good. <clears throat> and as a as a person who takes pride in their marriage. And I see a lot of women doing inappropriate shit too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think if a like a lot of women say, well, it's her body. She could do whatever she wants with her body. You a man should not tell a woman what she should wear when she's married, this and that. And it's like, look here. I, I, I believe that. I'm not saying I'll be telling women what to wear. But let's be clear, you shouldn't be a married woman with your titties hanging out all day on the Instagram and booty butt cheeks all out. That's just like disrespectful to your marriage because your wife looks available. That ain't mm-hmm. right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That ain't I see that shit a lot. I don't know how I don't know how dudes just let that fly. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's just cause they cool with it. I don't mm-hmm. know, but nigga, you're not gonna get me out here with a woman that's not decent. I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you could say you could call me insecure all you want. And yeah. you're just insecure, and if you were more secure with yourself, you wouldn't be worried about what your wife wears. No. Don't you dare <clears> turn <throat> this shit on me for having standards. Okay. Yeah. When y'all have standards, women women literally want to date a nigga that's over six foot tall. Did you know that's only 3.9% of America? Yeah. And y'all I'm not be even six feet. Yeah, you right around there. But mm-hmm. the thing is
1: crazy is I'm like six feet junior. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no nah, but it's crazy like you will have that standard and a woman will be like five six and they want to do this six foot three and it's like yeah. what the fuck i can understand yeah. tall women when women tall and they want to do this over six foot no nah, but like sense.
1: but the women don't even have like top three percent of nothing no exactly ain't got top three percent titties no <laughs> top three percent booty on you <laughs> You got a top 3% smile. Oh man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Out. I just I just think that people in general are running back, but I just think people need to be more decent. Mm-hmm. And um no no man is perfect, but let's be very fucking clear. This is out of bounds, dog. Yeah. Men, men, and also, married men need to work on not following a bunch of smut shit on the internet. Like if you married, bro, stop following a bunch of porn stars and shit and and all these booty paid. Like, if you are a married man, cut that out, bro. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying you can't watch porn because I don't know if that like that that might be a little od. Because mm-hmm. I don't if 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 I found out that my wife was watching porn, I probably wouldn't say anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Just Honestly. keep it to yourself.
0: Just keep that to yourself. Mm-hmm. Keep the keep your little uh masturbation stuff.
1: You can have that. Women be, and women, you don't even want to know the categories. It could I don't want to like no Filipinos or something. You'd be like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't want to know that.
0: You look through, if you look through your wife's porn history, it's probably some shit that will trip you out. Yeah, you're like, what's all this? Hey, what, what Kim Jong Un? What is, is, is this Kim going Jong-un? on here? <laughs> COVID sex? What the fuck is this? COVID nineteen porn? What the fuck is this? Why everybody got a mask on in your porn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's some shit I don't want to know. I feel like yeah. that's overboard. I feel like your pleasure outside of me is your business. So whatever yeah. you, if you are in there masturbating or whatever you do, just do it away from me.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Cause you know it's gonna be some days I get my jack on. You know what I'm saying I'm not telling you shit. Mm-hmm. Just let me. Just let me. Uh, just let me jack nigga to myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yes, yeah. facts. But yeah, I think. I think, you know, there's obviously people out there like we don't know the context of their relationship and they might be there might they might be secure enough for this to happen, which is fine, but that's we're nigga, we doing a podcast. Right, right. So right. chance, like, you can't be out here. You with all the marriage raps and yeah. you got all the flack for that and as much as like, you know, you wanted to make an album about love and all this other stuff. And he he looked very comfortable on that ass. Yeah, he did. That nigga leaned <laughs> back. That, and that was everything. Not, this is not his first rodeo. A lot of velocity on that <laughs>
0: ass. He leaned back on that. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I I just think like you know when you have a you you uh, you when you come with these strong opinions you get labeled as a hypocrite really quickly. You know, so like you were saying, he came out talking about J Cole, and it it kind of seemed like a little bit of hate, that's and that, of that, hate that hate might stem from like really like J Cole is like the 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 educated black woman, like the college educated black women. That's like generally like they favorite rapper. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. J Cole, he he he's a college man himself, and you know he speaks a certain a, a certain story or narrative that and it's palatable for women. You know what I mean. Um, <clears throat> But There may be some, Like you know Some jealousy And J. Cole is obviously Still at the, the, the top Of his game Like he got his own festival And stuff like that So I don't know It may be some, some of that In there You know when he's speaking And supporting no name And all that other stuff But at the end of the day That nigga J. Cole Stops cheating Six years ago You know what I'm yeah, saying This yeah. nigga Chance Is still out here yeah. Twerking on him Twerking on that thickness yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It just got to be more decent, mm-hmm. just yeah.
0: fellas. Just be more decent, man. Especially yeah. if you got to This what I've seen this before too, and I'm thinking like, bro, as a single dude, like whenever I see a dude that got like a decent woman, and he out doing fuck stuff, it's like, man, man, don't make me fuck your wife, man. <laughs> just no, crazy. I'm playing, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because
1: you if you crack the door open, like you know. You just don't. The thing about it, I was I was telling you this earlier. So uh, the last chant time, or one of the last time, Chance the Rapper was in the news. He was trending because he had liked some trans porn. Oh yeah, You yeah. talked about that. So his his wife had came out, and she was basic. She didn't really say anything like a real sustenance, but she was basically saying like, you know, we had a really wild night and. Let's just say that, you know, whatever you guys are thinking, it just wasn't really that. You guys are jumping to conclusions. And, you know, let's just say stuff happens. And I was just like, you didn't really. You said a whole bunch of it nothing. Is a whole bunch of nothing. <clears throat> but I say that to say, when that situation happened, when he was trending for that reason, she came out and said something. But it's been very interesting that none of them have said anything, you know. And Chance is not, like, the most social media heavy person. But he, he, he'd be frequent. You know, on on social media and posting mm-hmm. music and stuff like that. You know, his wife be on there and stuff too. So wow, man. I don't know. This is uh, this is probably I say that to say it's probably behind closed doors. It probably is not as
0: mm. you know what
1: all these people are saying about like oh it's just their relationship and you know we don't know what they what they like to do and stuff like that. This nigga wildin' out, yeah. getting twerked
0: on, looking at porn and trans porn,
1: trans porn. This, yeah, this nigga
0: trans the rapper is wilding <laughs> out. Trans
1: the rapper. <laughs>
0: Dang, <laughs> that nigga's wilding out, man. <laughs> Look, I'm, I just want before we move on, I want to drive the message home. Like, be more decent, man. Yeah, fellas, be more decent, bro. Yeah, we gotta grow up. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta grow up. You know, what I mean, and we all lack. No, no one is completely perfect. Mm-hmm. No one ever will be. Mm-hmm. But come on, man. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think I think as men, you know, like we. There's already, like, this kind of, like, reputation that all men or dogs or whatever the case may be. But I think for for us, we just have to um, really take, really, uh, just really be disciplined in our relationships. And I think that's, like, you know, not sliding in DMs and not Mm -hmm. talking, not the, uh, what they call it, like, what is it like, micro cheating or whatever it's yeah. called, like soft cheating? Whatever yeah. they, the name they give to having to work husbands and stuff like that. You just want to keep everything, you know, straight up and down, and focus yeah. on your family, focus on your wife. You
0: do as a man, you need to notice when certain <coughs> conversations are inappropriate. If your girl walked up, she wouldn't appreciate certain stuff you're doing, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it, it could be like, all, like if you that dude. Let's say you're in really good shape, you're working out, you and there hitting the gym women will approach you eventually in some way they will make themselves known mm-hmm. that's just how it is so yeah and she's like oh are you working out with that oh how long have you been coming here or this and that or whatever just keep it brief man mm-hmm. keep it brief be like yes so what's your name a- angela all right hey i'm gonna let you handle your business mm-hmm. and get back to your workout
1: yeah for sure but
0: you know what i noticed too on the other side what women are doing in the 80s i'm sorry i have a boyfriend. 90s. Oh, I'm sorry I have a boyfriend. 2000s. Oh, I'm sorry I have a boyfriend. 2010s and up. I have a boyfriend but you can have my Snapchat.
1: Dang. They acknowledging a boyfriend and then still letting you get the, mm-hmm. the information? Yep. Dang. That's what's
0: happening. That's, oh, that's, I have a boyfriend but you can follow me on Instagram. Yeah. So what's happening now is the way women are being inappropriate is they are literally saying they have a boyfriend but that's only precautionary to let you know, hey, you're gonna have to work around the fact that I have a current man, so I can keep you. You know how many potential dates and boyfriends that women have on their Instagrams and Snapchats and shit. Tons. Yeah, I'm not saying all of them because some women are decent and they don't. They don't even. They don't um, have this going on. But mm-hmm. bro, mm-hmm. it's been some chicks that I've added, or they've, or they've added me. I don't add nobody to my Instagram because that's strictly for podcasts. Mm-hmm. But you go on the Snapchat and you just like. What's going on over here? A different world. Different world, man. Yeah, people still on Snap like that? Uh, I'm not on there very much, mm-hmm. but I've seen some of these girls snaps. They'd be like a school teacher during the daytime, posting like kids, and at night they twerking the ass out, drunk,
1: mm-hmm. in Vegas. Yeah. It's like, this is, you can living... seen some old head on. I was looking at this lady's phone earlier um, because uh, I went to um. DJ, who he, he was on a, a podcast for a little bit, but mm-hmm. I was filming his his set at the show. He was opening up for Godfrey, and uh, it was some you know some old black ladies in there. You know, came dressed up and whatnot. And then she like she was on her phone, and then her phone like kind of tipped over. And I seen all the apps, and I just seen that big old Snapchat logo. And I'm like, lady, what? you was too old to be on Snapchat <coughs> like that. So, and they still you. out there thotting on a uh, on a little Snapchat.
0: Oh, the what, old older women. Mm-hmm.
1: Got some old titties. <laughs> I'm like, is... Gravity got a hold of those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh old people shouldn't be on social media like that. They'll fuck around and accidentally post all their news on there.
1: Man. Yeah.
0: You're like, I should have never added the pastor to this shit. <laughs>
1: That's <was> crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You gotta man. be careful. Yep. All right,
0: there's mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, switching gears. Uh Oh, uh, when it's time to unplug from social media, um, what I've been noticing is the uh, certain certain behavior patterns from a lot of people and uh, from myself and everyone else. I've just uh, just noticed it over the years. I think that more of us need to unplug from social media because what happens is social media is so like convoluted that you will end up doing things or. Behaving in a certain way that's not conducive to where you are. If you let's say you just break up with your girl or your wife or whatever your significant other in any capacity, and you ever seen like when a girl break up and all of a sudden she just posting all these half naked pictures all over her social media. Yeah, they got a photo shoot. She just got a. Fo- they always got a photo shoot of some mm-hmm. sort or a half naked on there. Mm-hmm. These women don't really want to do that. They actually are hurting inside, but they're only doing it to alert or alarm the ex boyfriend of theirs about it Mm -hmm. and people are only doing things to get reactions out of each other Mm -hmm. and i think that what people need to start doing is unplugging and getting off of all social media for three or four months Mm -hmm. because the thing about it is is instead of you influencing social media social media is influencing you Mm -hmm. and it's influencing your behavior and you will never know if you're truly doing something off of your own merit unless you fucking get off of this shit Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people, man. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people that look for daily affirmation, that, yeah. that look for shit that really isn't anything. And it's, it's very common. Yeah. You know, when I went into trucking school, I was off for of all social media for four months. I, I picked that time. I picked that time so I could focus on being safe, learning as much as I could, <clears throat> and like minimizing all the distractions. Mm-hmm. Like, start, ju- like, get a journal. Get a journal and write in it, or you can use your phone as a journal. Like, you just get a notepad, and if you have thoughts, if you have a Facebook post, whatever it is, don't post it to Facebook. Just fucking journal it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and by and then just leave that. Just leave that there. I wonder now if women even have journals anymore. Do you just use social media? Back yeah. in the day, yeah. Back in the day, it was very normal for a woman to have a little diary, you know, and she would write in it and hide the book so nobody could see it. But nowadays you'll see women literally like using Facebook as a diary or Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like you got to stop doing that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Cause I'll be seeing stuff like, Oh God, if you hear me, just know that I'm doing my best and this and that and send a man to me. It's like Mm -hmm. like people shouldn't be
1: seeing this. Mm -hmm. This shit should be going into your fucking diary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think that you're right. Like, we have a, man, like, the reason why we'd be having these congressional hearings for social media mm-hmm. is because y'all ruined social media. Dude. Yeah, y'all did. Yeah, like, y'all got on there, like, the, the same people that, you know, uh, break up what they do one day, and they, they doing the, like you said the half-naked pictures on there, or, um, and vice versa. It would be dudes on there that'd be acting like they living the, living a best life. They, they all out in Vegas with their <laughs> friends, and spending money and all this other stuff. But deep down inside, it's like, you know, they crying every day at nighttime. Yeah. They still stalking their ex on social media. Mm, yep. Whatever. So, I don't know. It's just like, it's it's one of those things. I think Steve Harvey said it. Um, and shout out to Steve Harvey. I think Steve Harvey, um, I forgot who was talking about it. Like, maybe Brilliant Idiots. They were just talking about, like, uh, how Steve Harvey don't get the respect he deserve in terms of um, – just being a real, like, businessman, entrepreneur out here. And they were saying, like, you got Steve Harvey eggs and stuff. Yeah, like, I know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. dang, that's crazy. But one of the things he said is, like, go away for four months um, and just, like, work on whatever. Mm-hmm. Whether you got to work on you, work on a project, work on a, an album, work on a movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just dip, go away, and um, just pop back on the scene with just, content or Mm -hmm. music or art or whatever and you know four months is enough for like i mean eddie came back four months and had a whole you know new career you know what i mean so just to show you in that amount of time you know what you could really do um when you when you uh when you kind of dip off for a little bit because one of the things along with like the toxicity that you can um quickly kind of get involved in with with social media It's also just very time consuming, right? You know, if some of us look at our averages for the amount of time that we spend on Instagram, it could be upwards of like two hours some people. Mm -hmm. maybe Three hours for some people just, you know, mindless scrolling or, you know, sometimes we're consuming good content. Sometimes we're consuming like educational stuff or you might find a recipe on there. You might find a new way to exercise or lose weight. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, like, it's, it's, you know, spent like just watching other people's lives and you just imagine like I think I put my timer on like 45 minutes so I try to like after 45 minutes I'm like okay I I need to do something with my life Mm -hmm. but when I even think about 45 minutes like dog what could I have done with 45 minutes if I was working on something or if I I was reading I disagree
0: with that though I don't think 45 minutes is bad because in that 45 minutes you can come across value
1: yeah for sure yeah Yeah. but most of the time it ain't like it, it 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 might be value in like I would say like, uh, like eight minutes of that maybe some real value, but other time mm-hmm. it's just mindless. Like, oh, that's interesting. Funny oh, that's stuff interesting. Yeah, funny stuff. But um, but no, I, I I think that we I think we we really gotta like take back control of how we um utilize social media and you know how we utilize our phones in general. Like, there was a point like I, I go through phases where I'm like, like I I get consumed by like. Uh, um, like information, and I'm yeah. like, yo, that's like the sweet spot for me. Like with social media, like you know, we're sending a lot of vending machine information back and forth, or a lot of uh, mm-hmm. videos about screen printing, or you know, transfers, and all this other stuff. I'd be like, oh, okay, that's that's my sweet spot. But sometimes it does become like the like the mindless yeah. version of that.
0: I tend to send Keith a lot of things that I feel <clears throat> have value in them because I think that what like the exchange of information. It's probably one of the most important things. Keith has sent things to me that have been really important. I was like, oh, shit. I've sent things to him, and he'll be like, oh, I just actually seen that. Mm-hmm. Like, it was that that uh, that thing with Charles Gambino. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I seen it, I sent it to you. Mm-hmm. Or if like, I see something else, or if it's a vending machine inf- information, mm-hmm. whatever the case. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. But for the most part, it's a bunch of bullshit. It's yeah. a bunch of, like, like people sharing a bunch. What's the dude's name? Justin LeBoy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People sharing a bunch of his content like that
1: shit is just mindless stuff. But just think about like the people that are like they're not like the social media darlings and still like super successful. And not to yeah. say that they don't use it because you know who knows mm-hmm. like what goes on behind the scenes. But you know it's people like Donald Glover and Kendrick Lamar and J Cole who are not like posting a story or something every day, and they still find a way to like really like put out the content that we yeah. that we rush to you there know?
0: we know some people some entrepreneurs shout out to big brando
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh but big brando that's somebody i want to talk to one day mm-hmm. but big brando is a dude that just is talks a lot about like you know printing t-shirts and where to get t-shirts and how to create logos and just a whole bunch of information that's that's useful to entrepreneurs in like uh, uh the apparel game mm-hmm. right um and i don't know let me see how many followers he has I'm just curious to see how many he has, because he's been doing this a while. Mm-hmm. But I started subscribing to his content years ago. Mm-hmm. So let's go here. Let's see. Big. You looking on YouTube? No. I'm, uh, Instagram? Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. He got a good amount. Now he got 15,000. Yeah. Shout out to Big Brando. they doing his thing. Yeah. Brando's doing his thing. But he's a guy that when he had like 2,000 followers, I was following him back then. Mm-hmm. And he was getting money. I guarantee you he was getting money. Mm-hmm. So there's people out there that's on the internet that got 4,000 followers, but they made uh $275,000 last year. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody that has 75,000 followers, and they work at Target, but mm-hmm. they look cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, ain't nobody, I don't care about... I don't care about being an influencer. That's not my objective. I don't think that's Damn. me or Keith's objective. Our objective is to drive people to our content so they could consume long-form content. Yeah. That's the objective to get as many people as invested in long-form content. We we not up here trying to motherfucking uh have a fashion sense or wear Rolexes or mm-hmm. try to look cool mm-hmm. or have chicks with big fat asses and shit in the skits. That's another thing too. I hate it when Instagram did a crossover of like the guys like King Batch or whatever, and all of a sudden it's just some Instagram thought in the video. I'm like, man, get them out of there! Mm-hmm. Like, keep that shit separate from actual yeah. content creators. It's yeah. just mindless content.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then and then now the now a lot of the skits have become cringe.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a. I think that the sweet spot for for. Um Skits is kinda is over with. Yes, yeah, a lot of those guys are doing stand up now and stuff too and acting. A lot of those guys are in uh in movies and stuff like that. So yeah, they're getting I don't know, but it's it's crazy. Like even when you watch this is a side note, but when you watch uh the Ryan Garcia Tank Davis fight, you start to see like the impact that social media has um on celebrity. Right, because mm. back in the day, when you watch the Laker game, it's Denzel, it's Jack Nicholson, um, a bunch of other people. Um, but now it's like Denzel, and then it's this other YouTuber that may have like ten million subscribers mm-hmm. on his thing, sitting next to Denzel, and you're like, "Yo, what does this dude do? And how is he even famous?" Mm-hmm. You know, guys like Mr. Beast who got he got candy in the store now. That's fucking like, crazy. You know, so. I don't know. It's a, it's a it's an interesting time, but I think I think I might do something like that, like a like a we we'll call it like a social media fast, and just um, you know just go away and, and I'm already working pretty uh, diligently, but you know like I said that 45 minutes or hour that I might spend you know scrolling through whatever I could spend writing or creating or something like that, and just uh, really being able to maximize maximize that time. So that might be something I do. Yeah,
0: 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, sum, we'll summarize this with this. Um, if whatever, man, woman, whoever you are, if you don't feel like your life is where it needs to be, you need to reevaluate if you need to even be on social media for the next three to four months. Mm-hmm. And you just just, like, and think about, like, you don't need social media. You don't. Not at all. Not at all. Like nothing r- is important is going on on social media. No. The same shit that was happening when you left is going to be there. I mm-hmm. guarantee you. Yeah. Cuz I've done it before. It'd be a little it would be it would be a counterproductive now since, you know, I'm podcasting. Um, but mm-hmm. personally, bro, a lot of y'all, and this is not to be judgmental, but a lot of y'all need to get the fuck off social media. You need mm-hmm. to get off and you need to better yourself like genuinely. Yeah. Don't don't put out a product that you're bettering yourself, and you're posting these things, and now you posting pictures of salads mm-hmm. and poems and shit. Fuck that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Get off of this shit, and and influence your own thoughts. Because yeah. what happens is you see people getting online, and they po- they want to almost convince people that they're either bettering themselves or they're a better version of themselves. It's like. You don't always become the better version of yourself right in front of people's faces. You gotta go away sometimes. Mm-hmm. You gotta get the fuck off of social media. It, like, so getting off of social media, believe it or not, it will reduce the amount of anxiety or whatever you feel. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen something on Twitter or um, Facebook or whatever, and you just like, man, that's annoying. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And it, it's not like it really bothered you like that, but it just made you feel a certain type of way.
1: Yeah, that that was. Uh, I remember when I. Um I had seen it like Donald Glover was trending or something, and people was like going in on him about Hold something. The, the script is some about black women or something like that. I think I think that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I was like this this is like riling me up. Like mm-hmm. I got to get out of here. So yeah. I dipped off of Twitter for a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's that's that, like you said, it lowers your stress levels. We ain't got to deal with like the frustrations of like you know. What people have to say i think
0: yeah you're right and i think what rouses me up too is like when people are um intentionally trying to misunderstand what a person's stance is mm-hmm. and it's they're doing it on they're doing it intentionally because if they acknowledge that this person has a uh, some form of validity to their statement they will go against their ideals mm-hmm. their ideals so what people do is they just argue online and they look for every straw man argument to not like even acknowledge it. It's not even that we have to agree. But it just annoys me that so many people lack objectivity. Mm-hmm. And they do this online. I'm like, man, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, dude, I I can't keep seeing people to do this. They just came
1: online to argue. Yeah, yeah. I know for me, like, um, you know, I see that a lot. But I remember when I was in, in college, um, one of the assignments in our marketing class um, was to... Uh, see how long you can go without using your cell phone. So he just sprung he sprung the assignment on us. It. Like it was a third, it might have been like a Thursday, and he was like, "Hey, you know, this is a the the new assignment is to, um, you know, put your phone away and see how long you can go without using your phone." And I really took it on. Like I really like mm. I turned my phone off. I think the only reason I used it was to like set my alarm. Obviously, like you know I. I don't know what I would have had to go buy a alarm clock from Walmart or something. I was like, well, let me just use it for that purpose and then turn it on airplane mode or whatever mm-hmm. um so that was pretty much like the only reason I used it. I did use my computer like to check my email and stuff, so I wasn't like completely mm-hmm. off the grid, but I just didn't didn't really use my phone and you realize like there's a certain level of inconvenience like I would be sitting at a bus stop and I'd be like like you know thinking random stuff like dang, I wonder how much um or um, how do you open up a, a LLC or something? And he'd be like, dang. And he'd be like, oh, I don't even have mm-hmm. my phone on. So, like, you know, just Googling or, like, looking for directions. Like, dang, how do I actually get to this place? And you got to, like, use your directions. Welcome memory to the 90s. Yeah. But you realize, like, <laughs> after you get that rhythm of, like, I don't got my phone, like, it just becomes second nature, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I remember I was, like, at this this thing. And I it happened, like, twice, I think. I was trying to get a girl's number, but I was like, I don't have my, I don't have my phone, and I didn't even use it for that. Like, I was so disciplined in that, I, I was like, I didn't even like break the rule for not, I mean, for talking to a girl. I was like, I don't got my phone because I'm doing this assignment, but you could text me or whatever, and then I'll get back and to you. She bought whatever. that shit, yeah. So she's
0: like, oh, I love assignments.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, but no, I think it's it's just like but you get so much clarity and you know i i remember the teacher was shocked he was like oh my gosh you really like like you did it <laughs> you did it for you know longer than any other student in the class but i think it takes that that level of like dedication discipline to really like to really uh be successful like you think about boxers right when they abstain from sex during training camp and stuff like that yeah. like you know it just takes that level of discipline to really uh to really um move the needle in society i think
0: yeah Mm -hmm. i think too like back in the day like it was different it's you didn't have a cell phone back then we had pagers that's all they had that's all we had uh even tupac said your girl keeps paging me yeah (laughs) Yeah. and then they came up with the two-way pagers later on yeah right but um if you, if you approached a woman back in the day and, you know, you got her number, you had to actually, that girl had to remember her phone number mm-hmm. and then you had to write that phone number down and then you had to call her house phone to get with yeah. her. Yeah. Like, that's how it was back in the day. And I think that that the fact that we had more limited access to each other made the attraction stronger. Mm-hmm. The fact, But we have too much access to each other now. Like, if you get a girl's number now and you lock it in your phone. And you go to social media, it will be trying to ask you, do you want to add this person? Mm-hmm. And it already got all the girls' socials popping up just because you got her number.
1: Yeah, there, there's like, not like, there's like. No mystery anymore. I think relationships now, I think um, one of the reasons why they are the way they are is because, like, the communication is like from sun up to sundown. Yeah. You know, like if you. In a relation what a relationship look like in 2023 is like um y'all wake up and you you talk about whatever you talk about in the morning and then y'all go to work and y'all texting throughout the day That's so much. and then you get home and then you rehash the day like how was work how was this how was that what is you know such and such your coworker doing you get all the tea about that, then you get all the family tea and then the, the, the tea about your friends and stuff like that. Then you go to sleep and you do it all over again. Back in the nineties, it was like, All right, babe, heading to work. I love you. Boom. After that eight hour, nine hour shift, you come back home and you you have something to talk about. Yeah. You know? Like the kids, you don't see the kids, so you you know, you're catching up with the kids and but now it's just like it's just so it's so, like, um, it's just, like, uh, it's it's too much exposure it's almost. Over,
0: you're oversaturating the person yeah. with your presence. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, I think there should be, like, almost don't text me unless it's, like, an emergency type shit. Mm-hmm. If it's something concerning the kids or something there, don't be like, I'm bored, babe. What are you doing? And it's like, preoccupy mm-hmm. yourself with something else. Yeah, you're a grown woman. Yeah, Priyaki, go, you got a million games on your phone. Just mm-hmm. do something else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think that, like like I mentioned I mentioned on the podcast a while back, like you will leave for work in the morning. You go to the steel mill and work for 10 to 12 hours a day and get off of work. You'd be tired and shit, but you at least had some type of more of an organic exchange.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now it's probably feeling more forced, and yeah. you've been on there. And then people get bored when they know you, and they've already heard all the stories you had to tell them over the years. There's nothing. You're an open book to this person. Yeah. But
1: it's like there's no mystery. There's no. Yeah. You, this is not even interesting anymore. If you go to work, right? Mm-hmm. If you go to work in the morning and you've
0: been working at a job for seven, eight years and you get off and you be like, babe, guess who got a promotion? She's like, oh, my God. But if you tell her you got a promotion in the Through middle the of the motherfucking day mm-hmm. and you get home, it's not like it don't hit the same.
1: Yeah, I remember Schultz was saying um, one time he was saying like um, sometimes what he would do with his with his girl at the time I don't know if it was a girl or his wife already but he was saying like he would mention something but save the conversation for you know seeing him in person mm. or seeing his wife in person but yeah I think it would, we don't even get that man like you know it's just it's yeah it's kind of. It's kind of sad. And it's one of those things, too, like when you do see those people that you haven't seen. Like I just seen DJ. and hadn't seen him in a minute. But it was kind of like a joy in seeing him. Like, yeah. dang, dog, I ain't seen your face in a long time. But, you know, I think, you know, a lot of times in our relationships or, you know, in those type of relationships, it's like there's, uh, it's just like, it's just like, uh, I don't know, just like access uh, 24-7 just access, you know. Yeah, it's too much. It go from what did you dream about to like, you know, like uh <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, work, you know, talking about work and then, you know, at the end of the day, like rehashing the day and then, you know, wake up, what'd you dream about? And it's just like, it's just like a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. But
0: yeah, um folks, gonna wrap it up or? You know? Yeah,
1: man, I'm ready. All right. It's midnight. Yeah. Let's go ahead and wrap it up then, man. Hey, <laughs> folks. <clears throat>
0: Let's let the fucking paramedics go by first. <laughs> Every time we be man, we made it this whole podcast without that by hearing the freaking yeah. Paramedics.
1: We've been on a decent streak, like we ain't had no crazies down there or nothing. So we've been doing pretty good. You, yeah. know, this is a side note. You know when I really I wa- I realized I was washed earlier today. Uh oh. I uh you know you will like crack your neck like you know you just kind of like lean it to one side and you crack your neck or whatever. I did that too fast and. Dang, near strain my whole neck. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm old. Yeah, his yeah. neck went <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It felt like I had a crook in my neck. I was like, dang, dog, you washed.
0: They got this voice. They got this little sound effect that I've been hearing, and I'll be busting up laughing. I heard it on TikTok, like, somebody will fall down, and they'll be like, that brother gone. Wow, oh,
1: I haven't seen that. Oh, That's bro, that funny. shit be having
0: me dying. If you find it, send it to me. Yeah, I'll send it to you, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, folks, if you made it to the end of this episode, man, we appreciate you. Oh, hold on. I got to say this, too. Uh, you got to gotta, gotta shoot the socials Got to do man. it, yeah. Follow us on at A Trucker's Mind Podcast and at K things, uh, K F. I N G S. Yes, sir. Follow him. Yeah. And add a Truckers Mind podcast, A underscore Truckers underscore podcast, Truckers Mind podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you can head on over to our Cash App. Cash App. If you'd like to send a friendly donation, if mm-hmm. we have earned your donation, head over to Cash App. It should be listed on the screen at ATM, ATM. Pod. Mm-hmm. Okay. Head there. Um, also, head over to a Truckers Mind podcast truckersmind.com uh for our merch we got some high quality nicely embroidered hats that Mm -hmm. you can go and check out there yes and follow us on youtube youtube okay we're still struggling on youtube you Mm know Um, some
1: days are better than others some
0: days are better than others we're doing okay on here but Mm -hmm. we need some help on youtube so spread the word yeah for all We're getting
1: closer to the monetization too on uh, what? Yeah, we got to get a thousand subscribers. Oh yeah, like for YouTube. So yeah. it's
0: it's hard to get a thousand. That, that's 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 very hard. It's but, a lot of work, but it can be done. I can mm-hmm. see us having you know 75,000 in the coming years. Mm-hmm. And you know, for all those who have chosen to subscribe, a lot of people that chose to, uh, to subscribe now they kind of hate listening to us at first because they got on us about the Rich Boy clip.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's like y'all we're, y'all the worst, y'all hate your own people, and it was like, oh, this is actually a pretty good podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, any way you reel them in, huh? Yeah, that's how you get them. Got to get them yeah. with the hate.
1: Also, go over to Spotify and Apple. Yes. Apple Podcasts and go listen on there. You know yes. What I'm saying?
0: Shout out to Apple Podcasts. They've been showing us a lot of love on there. Yeah, a lot of people listening on Apple. A lot of love on there. But mm-hmm. yeah, if you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Truckers Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K Things. We are out of here. Peace.